0: Welcome to episode five of the CX Hustle. My name is Justin Tippett, your host. And in this episode, we're gonna be talking about something that's fundamental to contact center management. And of course, I'm referring to the Erlang C formula. Now, when I was thinking of all the people we could talk to, to help me explain it to you, I could think of none better than Daniel Lord. And I was lucky enough to catch up with him when he was in Melbourne a couple of months ago for a training course. And we're gonna to talk to you in this podcast about everything you need to know on Erlang C and make sure you hang around at the end because we've also got some information on the calculator which you can now download for free on our
1: website. Enjoy. Thanks Justin, it's cool to be here again with you and now in person. For everyone
0: listening out there, like, mm. can you just sort of explain briefly and we'll sort of delve in, what the hell is this Erlang C thing we keep hearing about?
1: Sure, of course. I mean, Erlang C is nothing but a mathematical formula and it's a formula that people use primarily to calculate the number of staff they need in their call centers.
0: Right, so um, you said it's a mathematical formula, but it's been around, you know, I think nearly 100 years. That's uh, right. And and obviously call centers, last time I checked, weren't around 100 years ago, Daniel. So explain this to me. How does this work? No
1: problem. Erlang C has a super interesting history. The first question I usually ask people is, where do you think the name comes from? And they very correctly say, was it Mr. Erlang? And yes, you got that part right. (laughs) He was Danish. And actually once I had a... A folk uh, gentleman from Denmark in my class, and he said, "No, you don't pronounce it Erlang. You pronounce it Klang. Ah, you we know, go. more than German okay. So for that entire course, I had to pronounce the name in the Germanic oh, style. No. But then uh, when he left, I went back to Erlang. Fantastic. I'm sorry, because so. I didn't think I could pronounce it the other no, way. No, so. I couldn't either, and it really took a toll on my throat during that program. <laughs> but uh, Mr. Erlang worked for Copenhagen Telecom back in the day, and he had a he was assigned a, a responsibility. In those days, to connect calls, they used human operators. You probably remember the old movies. Yeah, with the plugs in. They're all wearing black, (laughs) and they're taking the plug from one side of the wall and jamming it into the other side of the wall. So the telecom approached him and said, hey, you, you're a mathematical wizard. Can we engage you to come up with some kind of formula? We'd like you to calculate how many of these operators we need so that these calls are connected reasonably quickly, because people don't want to wait. But at the same time, we don't want to have too many because you know that's labor cost. So boy, doesn't that sound familiar to today? No, just
0: slightly, yeah. So yeah. that explains it and, um, and I think as, as I understand it now, I mean, Erlang is used just not in call centers, but you know, for any queuing, so banks, you know, retail, et cetera, it's the same fundamental principle, yeah?
1: It is and I think the key point listeners should be aware of is that Erlang is appropriate for what are called service level based contacts. So I probably just dump more jargon oh, out that there, have sounds like I? another
0: podcast, uh, Daniel. But uh, okay, <laughs> so service levels, to everyone out there, of course, is you know your eighty percent of calls answered within thirty seconds, etc. Um, so, so it really brings us to a, a, an interesting point with Erlang C, because yes, it can do a lot of amazing th- things, but there's some things. It can't do. Yeah. So, what type of aside from service levels, what what type of call centers would you see Erlang C being applicable to?
1: Where Erlang C works best is for the contacts that you need to handle when they arrive. So, you see people using Erlang C for calls. You see it using it for walk-ins. There are hybrid versions of Erlang C for live chats. The reason I use hybrid is because with live chats, you sometimes have agents handling simultaneous. Sessions, yep. so they might be handling two or three sessions at the same time, but Erlang C can still accommodate that. You can still use it as a basis. Right. The where you should never use Erlang C are for the contexts that can be handled later. For example, email. You don't need Erlang C for email because email is a very factory kind of thing. A bunch of email comes in, it batches up, we process it over time. We can measure roughly how many emails the staff can handle. So we don't need Erlang C for email for correspondence for the the contacts that can be handled later we use it for the ones that that come in now
0: right so it's the instant stuff that yeah
1: the more instant stuff and if it helps there's there is a rough guideline here if you're going to handle the contact in 60 minutes or less erlang c is your man forgive me for saying that but there you go okay i always think of him as a he for some reason and (laughs) well well it was mr erlang there you go so there must be some (laughs) affiliation or something in my mind um, but for the context you're gonna handle, you know, two hours after they come in, a day after they come in, five days after they come in, such as an email, Erlang C is not the right tool. Right. So you have to know what Erlang C does for you and when to use it, which I think we've kind of touched on.
0: Yeah, okay. And and so, delving del- del- in a little bit deeper into mm. Erlang C, there's certainly some, uh, there's some assumptions that you punch into Erlang C to get it. So what, what are the things that you need to be able yeah. to use an Erlang C calculator?
1: Absolutely. Um, The main purpose of Erlang C is to help you figure out how many staff you need for each interval. Now, interval becomes an interesting discussion because some people measure their intervals at 15-minute levels. Some people at half-hour levels. If you're smaller, maybe an hourly level. If you're super small, maybe even a shift level. Mm -hmm. So you're basically saying to Mr. Erlang C, Hey, I'm expecting this many calls and I expect them to be about this long. And they're going to come in between, let's say, 10 to 11 a.m how many people should I put on the phone to make sure they don't wait too long, to make sure they they help me achieve my service level.
0: Right, okay, so if I'm looking at um, working out exactly that, I've got a call center, I know my call volumes obviously is an input, Um, what what are the other inputs that I need to know?
1: Yep, it's you need your call volume, you need your AHT, but remember AHT breaks down into two components. What is my expected talking time for that interval? One minute, three minutes, eight minutes, and what is my expected after call work time? zero, one minute, two minutes. So Erlang C says, tell me how long these things are going to take. That's your AHT. Yeah. So just al-
0: for those people at home, AHT is average handle time. In case you, you didn't know, we'll just make sure they Forgive knew. me, <laughs> I do this
1: too often, don't I? So yeah, how many, how long will they be? Mm-hmm. And then Erlang C, especially a good Erlang C calculator, will just ask you, for example, you said 80-20 earlier, which is 80% of calls in 20 seconds. Yep. A good Erlang C calculator just wants the 20. Right. It only needs the seconds because it will give you many options for the 20 seconds. For example, it might give you the range for 60% of calls in 20 seconds, 70% of calls in 20 seconds, so that you can actually see the impact on how much labor you need depending on how high or low you set your service Right, rate.
0: so if I had a call center and, you know, if I went to the... There's no industry average, but a common metric, I guess, would be 80-30 or 80-20. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I said, all right, I want to achieve 80% of calls answered in 30 seconds. That's right. And I know how many calls that I get. I yep. know the average talk time of my agents and the after call time. That's right. Um, exactly. So how many agents am I going to need to be able to achieve that service level? Exactly. That's, exactly. What for, That's what Erlang C does. That's what Erlang C
1: does. And I think one point I probably should clarify is The underlying reason that we have to use something like Erlang C is random call arrival or random workload arrival. I don't think we touched on that. The underlying dynamic of all of our inbound work for calls and live chats and walk-ins is random.
0: That's right, we don't know when people are gonna call us.
1: Yeah, and so what I think is a struggle for some folks is they're trying to figure out how many agents they need using a hand calculator, using Excel. But that's never going to work because Those approaches are called linear math. And you can't apply linear math to a random environment. So thank goodness there's this very complicated looking Erlang C formula out there. You just Google Erlang C, go into Google Images, type in Erlang C, and you're going to see an amazing formula. But the cool part is, I don't have to understand it because it's built into software.
0: Yeah, it's exactly right. And we've got one on our website now, so everyone listening, you can go to our Erlang C calculator and and it's really simple to use. And I can't stress that enough. It sounds really complicated. You don't need to know the mechanics behind it. Where the power of an Erlang C calculator is, is, you know, saying, well, you know what, I know I need 20 agents to achieve my 80, 80% in 30, but I wonder what how many agents I'd need if I wanted to achieve, you know, 80 in 20 seconds, as an yep. example. And yep. it'll tell you.
1: Yep. Because if your boss comes to you and says, look, I'm not happy with the answering speed, customers are feeding back, we're too slow. Can you raise this 80 30 to, let's say, 90 10? You can run your Erlang C in two, three minutes, and boom, you can say, boss, okay, 90 10, 34 isn't going to work for us anymore, we're going to need I don't know, but I'm making this up 52. Yeah. I'd have to actually plug it into C. Yep. And then your boss is going to say, Oh, I can't afford 52. And then I say, OK, then we're going to have to drop back down to our 80 30. Because the faster you want to answer, the more people you need.
0: Sure. And conversely, if, uh, if your boss comes to you like most bosses do and says, I've got some really bad news, Daniel. We've got some budget cuts this year, mate. And mm. uh, I know you've got 35 staff, but you know what? You've just got to do more with less. Next year, I'm only giving you. 30 staff. So you're five down. Yeah. Again, I'm assuming we we can say, hey, you know what, that's fine. But here's the impact of
1: that. There's an impact. People seem to think do more with less is somehow the agents can work hard or fast enough to uh, overcome. But mathematically, that's impossible. If you reduce the headcount, it's inverse, isn't it? If you reduce the headcount, you automatically drop your service level. But at least with Erlang C, you can say, if I go from 25 people down to 20 I'm not 80 30 anymore actually now I'm, I'm making this up 6150
0: yeah yep now you know I don't want to show any disrespect to the uh, to the to the dead and um, <laughs> but but it would be fair to say that mr. Erlang was a very very smart guy I mean um, on yeah. the glossary that I've got on the website he also studied astronomy <laughs> physics chemistry he was a pretty smart dude it's fair to say um, but there are some limitations with Erlang C yeah. and there's a few assumptions um, that it's not good for. Yeah. Can you just walk us through what, what they are?
1: Of course, I mean, it's he- it's helpful to remember no formula is perfect. And once you know the limitations, you frankly work around them. Yeah. The first parameter parameter to be a, uh, aware of with Erlang C is, Erlang C doesn't know what an abandoned call is or what a busy or blocked call is. Right. So when you enter into Erlang C, we expect 250 calls between 9 and 9.30. Erlang C will calculate the staff based on 250, even if let's say you have a 10% abandonment rate, meaning only 225 calls are presented to you, but never mind, you never try and guess abandonment rate in Erlang C. Some people call that the call center manager's dirty little secret. <laughs> he slightly overstaffs for you, but for many of us, that's a blessing in disguise. Sure, yeah. The other parameter is Erlang C works best in a simple random call arrival mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. pattern. If you have a lot of big peaks and valleys every five, 10, 15 minutes in your environment, Erl- the accuracy of Erlang C degrades. Right. It doesn't mean it's a failure it the accuracy degrades. And I'd say, from my experience, the most important thing to be aware of is when Erlang C says you need 25 people on the phone, it assumes everyone can handle that call.
0: Yep.
1: The moment you so move no, into... So sp- no,
0: no breaks or, or um, no, no timeout or anything as well? It,
1: no, it's really... Well, you could. You could have... You need 25 people, and this may be, in, within 15 minutes this guy goes for his break and this guy comes in as long as it's an even swap Erlang C doesn't care. Right, which but it's assuming days. that
0: hundred percent of those people are going to be there for that interval. For that
1: entire interval yep. and that they can handle the call. Yep. Yep. Erlang C doesn't...
0: So no toilet breaks. No tra- <laughs> no,
1: it's not really the break thing it's more a transfer thing because some environments are very skills-based routing yep. oriented so they're trying to transfer calls to exactly the right agent. Erlang C doesn't work in the skills-based routing environments. Because when Erlang C says, again, you need 25 people on the phone, mm-hmm. all 25 can handle. Yep. There is no, oh, I don't speak Spanish, oh, I don't speak Mandarin, oh, I don't speak Japanese, oh, I don't know that product, I'm going to transfer to somebody else. That's where the accuracy of Erlang C degrades yeah. and that's how you should look at it as a yeah. continuum sure. highly accurate to less accurate
0: and so if you've got one of those call centers and it's not uncommon these days to have some multi-skilled um, mm. you know, agents uh, what do you do because suddenly you, how are you supposed to do your forecasting
1: I think people what I find people do is they say damn I will put in my Erlang C I try it out and over a day a week two weeks I figured it out if Erlang C says I need 102 people I know that's really 80 If Erlang C says 93, I know that's really 71. So they learn to handicap the system, for lack of a better word. The other thing you sometimes find with Erlang C is he does tend to overestimate for small centers. So if you've only got six or eight or 10, or 12 people on the phones, and you run your Erlang C. Sometimes Erlang C will say you need 20 people, and it turns out 12 is perfectly fine. Yep. But again, you pick this up very quickly with experience because you ask yourself Did I meet service level for that interval? Ooh.
0: Yep, yep. And the calculator that we've got in our site, we've actually modified. Um, so there's a, a different version of uh, of Seek for the smaller centers to increase the accuracy. So that is superb. Uh, so if you're listening out there and you've got a smaller center, that's you're going to find that tool um, very. That well. is a
1: great resource because I find in the industry there's a huge trend in the growth of smaller centers yeah. because everyone wants to connect to their customers, yeah. and I think the the management approach to smaller centers is a little different than the giant telecoms and the banks and so sure. on. Sure, yeah. And those
0: larger centers, I mean, they have dedicated workforce management software yep. that effectively will do all that stuff for them, right? It's, it's not a, off the shelf to download it from the internet. It's, it's built in, but you know, that's the difference, I guess, between the smaller centers and the larger centers.
1: Yeah, smaller centers learn to play around with their Lang C a little bit more. And, and And I think we mentioned earlier, they sometimes increase the interval. So they'll say, Dan, why would I go to half hour I've only got six people, breaking this down to half hours, there's more cost to trying to figure this out than there is benefit to doing it. So we've gone to the hour, we've gone to the two hour. And if you have an Erlang C calculator that allows you to expand the time frame, that's quite useful for smaller centers. Yep, yep, yeah, which it
0: does. So speaking of intervals, um, and again, I think 30 minutes would be fair to say is probably the, the, the most common.
1: It's the most common usually for bigger centers as long as your average handling time or AHT is less than half an hour. If you're a center where your normal call duration is approaching 30 minutes, you probably wouldn't measure down to the half hour, you would increase to the hour.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like all things call centers, you you, you pull off, uh, open the hood, and. The <laughs> I know. Every <laughs> time you ask a question, I make it worse. This is something else, right? <laughs> <And> so <laughs> on average on handle time, um, we we touched on this when you were in Melbourne, um, you know, uh, recently, um, that a lot of people just get their average handle time and go, "Oh, beauty, we've got our average handle time." But the reality is, it can actually be different at different times of the day. Yeah.
1: I think that's something people forget or don't realize is that you can't simply say our average handling time is roughly five minutes and that it's five minutes 9 to 9.30 in the morning and also 5 to 5.30 in the afternoon. The reality is most organizations when they graph, and that's what you have to do, they graph their handling time across intervals, they'll start to see what patterns. And there are very legitimate reasons why patterns change across the day.
0: So I think you had some bank examples um, from from memory, right? I think it was in the morning. Most people are um, probably stressing about stuff and uh, ringing about a different topic maybe at the end of the day. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, for example, and again, for all the banking people out there, forgive me. But it could be that most of your customers are calling about overdue payments in the morning Mm -hmm. and maybe waiving of late charges whereas in the afternoon they're calling about loan applications. So the entirely different call's gonna drive an entirely different average handling time. By the way, I do, funny enough, I do find the financial institutions have done a fabulous job of breaking down the handling time by interval. Yep. We can learn a lot from the work they've done.
0: Oh look, absolutely, and I think it's a common trap for a lot of people, myself included, in the early days that you do take, just you look at an average handle time across the whole day and go, bingo, thank yep. you. And yep. then you're scratching your head sometimes at intervals going, why isn't this working? Why am I not <laughs> hitting
1: service level? Yeah. Yeah, and it's simply because oh dear, do you know my average handling time is thirty percent higher in the afternoon or thirty percent lower in the lunchtime for whatever reason? Yeah, some people call that call mix, by the way. Yeah, why people call the why call do mix? Things?
0: Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Um, now we could talk about about three thousand topics, Daniel. Um, oh yeah, uh, we, but, could. Uh, <laughs> we, really we could. We could. We're, we've yeah. actually given it a crack a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, yeah. uh, um, to wrap up, I guess because we really wanted to focus on now um, Erlang C for this segment. Um, so we've, as a bit of a recap, I guess, can you just run us through the really quick snap points? Okay, what's AH2? What are the assumptions? And wh- when can I use it?
1: Sure. This is your recap. You use Erlang C for service level based contacts. Service, le- service level based contacts are the contacts that need to be handled essentially when they arrive within 60 minutes or less. Calls, you cannot yes, use chat, a hand. The phone the calls, emails, calls, no chats. No, no, 60 minutes or less. Yep. That's all that it applies for. Uh, Erlang C works best in random environments, works best when everybody who's being presented in that group with a call can handle the call, avoiding lots of transfers. And remember Erlang C doesn't know what an abandoned call is, but that's a little bit helpful.
0: Well, there you go. Hopefully, that's given you some awesome insight into all things Erlang C and got you a little bit excited about just starting to going, hey, I want to model my stats and see what it tells me. So, if you head to cxcentral.com.au, you will find a resources tab and under there, there's a little file there called call Center calculator all you need to do is download it it's an excel file and within that there are four different calculators that you can use that will all help you model different scenarios I spent a fair bit of time just sort of uh, making sure the instructions are really clear I remember when I first saw a Erlang C calculator it looked like it was in a foreign language so uh, hopefully this one's nice and clear for you and I wanted to give a huge shout out to a man called Gert Jacobs now I know they say what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas um, and I was lucky enough to meet Gert and spend some time with him uh, a few years ago in Vegas and uh, we've managed to keep in touch uh, ever since. Gert's the man that put this calculator together and built it from scratch. He's done an awesome job. So, uh, Gert, thank you. Uh, And I'm sure many other people or our listeners that download that file are also going to be thanking you. Um, Also, just a big thanks to Daniel again for sharing his insight into all things Erlang C. Uh, It it really doesn't need to be as complex as uh, what it sounds sometimes. And hopefully, uh, you know, I think Dan's really done a great job in demystifying what it is, what its limitations are, and how you can use and apply it in your workforce um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you want to hear the next one uh, please and if you've got some feedback uh, if I'm doing something well not well enough or you'd like to hear a different topic etc make sure you give us a shout out um, but for now thanks again for listening and uh, remember be good to your staff and they'll be good to your customers until next time